All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, participate in the conversation by commenting down below and upvote the video. I'm here with Jonathan Davis, Locked On Longhorns, soon to be regular guest on the show here in about a year or two. Uh, Jonathan, tell me what the last couple of weeks have been like because it seems like it's been a roller coaster ride with Oklahoma and Texas finally getting the green light that they're coming in July of 24. It's excitement and really it's been going on longer than that because like you said there's we first heard the date it was 2025 but we always kind of felt like it's going to happen before that 2024 was always that target date for the fans and everybody involved and you start to hear okay talks are ramping up and then you get another story saying uh, talks are settling down. Right? It looks like 2025 is the date. Then it comes back. It's 2024 is more likely. And then it finally breaks. ESPN, Fox, Big 12, all the big heads got together, finally got it done. And so it's just excitement. I think it's time for, you know, Texas and OU to, to get going, right? They're ready to leave. And the other teams in the Big 12 are ready for us to leave. So I'm glad they came to an agreement. And Texas fans are excited to be a part of the SEC, where it just means more. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and an underrated thing, you know, like everybody's going to talk about, hey, Texas, are you excited to go to Alabama? Well, you're going to Alabama next year. Are you excited to go to Georgia? Yeah, that, all that. The real thing that's going to make the SEC change different for Texas fans, for Oklahoma fans, is you're replacing Lubbock with Oxford. You're replacing Texas Tech. Uh, are you replacing Baylor with Arkansas? You're getting non-conference games instead of going to West Virginia. You're going to play in Gainesville or Nayland Stadium. Talk about those other games besides just the Alabama and the Georgia and stuff like that 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 might give reason for the fan base to be excited. Well, I talked about that on today's show. Like One of the greatest things about this is the fan experience and not just the road games you talked about. You know, No disrespect to playing in Fort Worth at TCU or, like you said, Waco with Baylor or you know, now U of H, <laughs> but I think the swamp and, you know, Rocky top and, you know, like you said, Oxford, Mississippi, uh, Arkansas environments like that, you know, just are going to make these football games 10 times better, right? The SEC, like those crowd experiences, I think the fans are just ready for something like that, but not only on the road, when you talk about the teams that are going to be coming to DKR, right? When you look at our home schedule this year, I think the most marquee matchup might be BYU or Texas Tech. <laughs> you know, now you're going to have every year where schools like LSU, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Alabama, you know, so on and so forth are coming to town. So one of the biggest reasons that this SEC thing is so fun for Texas is because it's a, such a better experience for the fans, like I said, at home and when you're traveling to these road games as well. It's going to be fun. Yes, and throughout this whole process, we've heard over and over, about how the arrogance of the Texas fan base and the all of this, the Texas and Texas A&M things bizarre. And we were starting off on one side of the relationship with the Texas A&M um, perspective of things. So of course, Texas, a I think they called you guys tea sippers or something like that, something really weird <laughs> that I didn't really understand. But it got to the point where Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M got really annoying over the past two years, and not because they're good. They finished dead last in the SEC West last year. But just because almost like they have so much money, they're trying to throw it around. Honestly, I think they were trying to be like Texas was in the Big 12, but they tried it here and it just didn't work. So I am really excited about this because, you know, when you call an exterminator for something that's going on, they just kind of re handle that extermination by releasing 
the pest natural predator into the wild. That's what I think the SEC is doing to Texas A&M by bringing Texas in. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun, you know, bringing back one of the biggest rivalries in college football, Lone Star Showdown. And I love that comparison there, you know, and I think it's going to be, you know, every fan base is annoying, you know, and when Texas gets into the SEC, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, disputes on Twitter or whatever social media platform between our fans and every fan. But when you talk about this game between us and Texas A&M, you know, alternating year, hopefully, you know, going back with the old tradition of alternating between Kyle Field and DKR, I think you have to, you know, do mm -hmm. that. But like I said, you're bringing back one of the biggest rivalries in college football. And really, it's kind of the battle of one of the biggest states. I know you had TCU just in the national championship and, you know, Baylor and Texas Tech have had, you know, runs. But the state comes down to Texas and Texas A&M on, on a national level, you know. And so for them to be able to decide that game every year on Thanksgiving uh, is going to be a huge part of Texas returning to the SEC. And I'm ready, you know, and as we saw last time we played them when Justin Tucker walked it off, you know, we're going to continue to beat them and you know, continue to own the state of Texas. And like you said, you know, Big Brother's coming to the SEC to quiet all that talk that Texas A&M has been doing. Yeah, and it got to the point whenever they were announcing Texas coming to the league, it's like Texas A&M leaked it to try and stop it. They tried to do whatever they can to prevent this from happening. Through it, if I remember correctly, through a little bit of a temper tantrum after the news got out. And, yeah. and Ross Bjork, I guess the concession the SEC made is the first game will be at Kyle Field. And why this is important yep. for Ole Miss fans is that game is traditionally a Thanksgiving night game. For the last five years or so, that's what the Egg Bowl has been. That directly affects the Egg Bowl. So people who want the Egg Bowl back on Saturday, be excited because Texas coming into the SEC means that's likely going to happen. Yeah, that's definitely going to be the Thanksgiving night game. You know, it'll probably be the biggest game, even if the NFL has a game on, you know, after the Cowboys play. But, yeah, like you said, with that game being the marquee Thursday night game, the Egg Bowl probably pushes to Saturday, which is probably, you know, what Ole Miss and Mississippi State fans want anyway. So uh, it kind of works out for everybody. But, uh, yeah, that game definitely should be played on Thanksgiving. Okay. And now before we get out of here, I do want to talk about this because I am really excited about this. For somebody that is old enough to actually remember the Southwest Conference, <laughs> to remember a rivalry with Arkansas when they were in the Southwest Conference, I have a respect for how much the Arkansas Razorbacks dislike the Texas Longhorns. I mean, it is a special level of dislike. I learned what horns down was from the Arkansas fans in a random game that didn't even have Texas involved, like in 1992. <laughs> so this is a big deal that this game is finally going to make it back. And it looks like your three traditional rivals, permanent rivals, would be the Arkansas Razorback, Texas A&M Aggies, and Oklahoma Sooners. That's fantastic for the Longhorns. I'm really, though, happy for the Arkansas Razorbacks because they tried to shoehorn an LSU rivalry in here. Didn't really work. They're trying to shoehorn a Missouri rivalry in. Doesn't really work. To this day, the only real rival that Arkansas has in the SEC has been that Ole Miss game, and that's only because it goes back to like the 50s. But now that Texas comes in, I think the SEC people are going to be able to see the Arkansas fans almost in a different way with how much passion and how much animosity they have towards the University of Texas. Yeah, it's going to be a really exciting game. And like you said, there's – a generation of people that don't know what this game means between Texas and Arkansas. And so then you also have a generation that remembers, you know, 
the history and, and, and the nastiness between these two teams and, and how much these fan bases hate each other. And even when we went there and played in 2021, you know, you knew it was a, a tough out of conference SEC game, but a lot of people my age, I'm 29 or younger, you know, didn't realize, you know, maybe outside of some ESPN commentary, right, what this game, you know, used to mean, you know, on a yearly basis. So I think it's going to be really fun coming back to the SEC, playing them on a yearly basis. And, uh, you know, I think maybe from the younger Texas fan standpoint, they're going to learn to understand what this rivalry means because you, like you said, like everybody already wants to beat Texas. Everybody plays up a little bit. I think Arkansas, you know, the, the intensity that they're going to bring to this game, whether it's in DKR or in Fayetteville every year is going to make Texas fans get up for this game and appreciate it a little bit more. So like you said, it's definitely a, a, a true rivalry um, that's going to be renewed starting next year. And I'm excited for it in the SEC. Yeah, and before I let you out of here, I do want to ask this, and this is honestly about Big 12 expansion. And you've heard schools in Texas that they've they've they big boyed other schools in Texas, and I think it's honestly a SMU grudge that they had based on the end of the Southwest Conference. But SMU and Rice belongs in this new league, does it not? I think that's an interesting point, you know, and I think it just depends on you know what the big 12 is trying to get or, or what they're trying to accomplish. You know, I'm not sure that SMU and Rice, you know, belong in the big 12 or the big 16, whatever it is. I think you can make an argument for that. Uh, you can make an argument that it's not, but I think when you're trying to compete with what the SEC looks like, it's going to be. And when you're trying to compete with you, you're trying to compete with what the big 10 looks like it's going to be, excuse me. You know, I don't know if SMU and Rice are, you know, the fish that you're fishing for, I guess. <laughs> If that would be my answer. Yeah. But I, from I, a I, geographic standpoint, you know, it, it definitely makes sense. Yeah. If you lose Texas and A&M and you bring West Virginia in, you bring Central Florida in, that's not really what the conference used to be, to, in my opinion. It's trying to compete, but it's throwing out your identity in the process. Yeah. No, I, I think you can see both sides of it. You mm -hmm. know, like you said, what do – uh, UCF and Cincinnati, you know, BYU necessarily have to do geographically, you know, with the with the Big 12. So I definitely think you can make that argument and you lose, you know, two Texas schools and would like to bring another one in. And or I guess you brought in U of H, <laughs> but, you know, maybe SMU. I, I wouldn't say Rice. You know, they got JT Daniels now. I don't know. Maybe he can lift them up. But, you know, maybe SMU for sure with their hey. history in the Pony Express. Yeah. After the um, death penalty, like the first year that Texas or SMU came back, I remember Houston putting 92 points on um, SMU one year. 92 <laughs> yeah. points. That was like an 89. That was crazy. Anyway, thanks again yeah. for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, players, and more. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Jonathan, thank you thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, I, I'm looking forward to doing this more often, and we're about, what, 17 months away or something like that from being able to do it? Yeah, we're about 17 months away, man. I can't wait to do this on a weekly basis, crossovers with uh, everybody on the Locked On Podcast Network, especially on the SEC channel, man. You know, can't wait till Arch Manning you know, follows Ooh. in his uh, had to, You business. had to do it. You had to do it. We're sitting here trying it to takes be nice. Over. Yeah. It takes over the SEC, baby. That's okay. We got Walker Howard. We're going to be fine. <laughs> anyway, I'll talk to you later, bud. All right, peace. All right, bud.